0: You're listening to Closer Look. I am so excited to have with me today Kristen Schell, who is the author of The Turquoise Table. Tell us a little bit about the concept of The Turquoise Table. How did this all get started?
1: First of all, it's an ordinary picnic table, just like you've seen, you know, everywhere. Just a plain old picnic table that I painted turquoise because it's my favorite color, and put in my front yard in the hopes of bringing people together in just a simple and easy kind of old-fashioned way. But it didn't start with just that idea. It actually was born... Out of frustration, frustration because I didn't know my neighbors. Frustration because I felt like you know we were moving at such a fast pace that we didn't take time to slow down. And I needed an answer. Seems like the turquoise table was it.
0: You literally you had tables delivered to your house. You decided yeah. <laughs> paint one paint turquoise and then what did you just start inviting friends over? So there was this desire you know like I wanted to have people over but my house
1: was always a mess or I always felt like I needed to cook a dinner or do something and so I was sort of in a situation where I was like well a month of Sundays would go by and I still hadn't done anything and so I was having a party with a friend and I needed some extra seating and so that's why I ordered the picnic tables. and so when they arrived the delivery guy left one of them out in the front yard because it was heavy and so when I went out there to help him and tell him where, where to put them it was like this aha moment. It was like what if? What if I left this table there? What this ordinary, you know, picnic table in my front yard, which I know sounds a little crazy, but what if I left it in my front yard? And what if we were just to kind of do life out there? Like ordinary things like eating dinner, pizza on paper plates, you know, school homework. What if we were just to move them out front into you know, our front yard. It would give us the opportunity to invite a neighbor to stop for five minutes and join us. And it was just this whim. And I know it sounds kind of crazy, um, but I did it. I left the, the table there, painted it turquoise, like I said, because it's my favorite color.
0: And It's kind of become a thing. Because we all want to entertain, or at least we have the idea. Like, wouldn't it be fun to have friends over? And then you think about the daunting task of doing all the cleanup and, you know, making your house sparkle. And you're trying to live life at the same time. So having the table out in front makes it a lot easier. Right. And I mean, literally, it's the greatest hospitality hack of all
1: time. You know, because, I mean, it's not hard to have people over to a picnic table. The very first day I put it out there, I went out and I was nervous because I thought this is a little bold, you know, to sit out at a bright turquoise picnic table, smack dab in the center of your front yard. But I went out and I took a bunch of stuff with me because I wanted to look busy. So I had my journal and some mail and just, you know, things to make me look like I was being out there on purpose. I could not believe it within, I think it was like three minutes, a neighbor walked by who I had never seen before. I'd never seen her at the grocery store. I'd never seen her, you know, in the neighborhood. She initiated the conversation. She said, I love the idea of this Table. it's so welcoming and I thought okay it's uh, I you know I said well come talk to me for a minute. turns out she lives three doors down from me she has been in the name she at the time she and her husband had been in the neighborhood for almost 20 years my husband and I had been in our home for almost 10 and we'd never never crossed paths three houses down and so now I can't imagine Susan not Being part of our life. And it started so small and so whimsical. Literally, she was out on a walk. And it gave me the courage to show up again and again and again. And that's how it started. I mean, so simple. And yet, every time I've gone out there, something has
0: happened. You know, a connection or a new friend encounter with someone in my neighborhood. That is so extraordinary. I love it. Now, you had something happen when you were 16 where you got to go overseas and you were a little bit worried about going. And then what happened? So I was flunking
1: French, going to be a big F on my high school transcript. And so I ended up going on an immersion program to France that summer. And that may sound wonderful, but I, and it was, but it really was, you know, a big leap of faith. Obviously, I didn't speak the language. I had never been very far, much less on an airplane overseas before, but I went and remarkably, the most Incredible thing that happened was time around the dinner table. The second night that I was there, I remember sitting around the dinner table with the host family that I was with. Now, remember, I don't understand any of the language because, you know, I'm failing friends. But I remember sitting there and just knowing that I belonged and that despite the language difference, despite the cultural difference, even as a stranger in a foreign land, like it was gregarious and warm and there was a, it, it was long. It lasted like two and a half hours and the food was great, but there was something incredible about being at that table. And the interesting thing is, is that it was every night while I lived there. It wasn't just Sunday. It wasn't just for a holiday. It was every single night for that summer. And I I was sold hook, line and sinker. I was like, I loved that. And that's where I learned to speak the language. So that was really when, you know, in hindsight now, I can say that's where God planted the seed for hospitality in my heart and gave me a table experience that I, you know, have longed for ever since. That is beautiful.
0: I love that picture.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting too, at the time, of course, I had no clue, but hospitality, the Greek root for hospitality is love of strangers. Mm. And so, like, I was a stranger in a foreign land and was so loved just by the inclusion of being in someone's home and being welcomed as a guest at their table. And that to me, is it was such a gift. Now, it's my dream to share that
0: with others. Tell me a story that you've experienced since you've started this movement, is what it's turned into, that has really impacted your life as a result of having that beautiful table out in front of your house.
1: Early on, you know, people would come and it was just conversations and maybe 15 minutes at a time or... Even if it was a planned supper out, you know, in the front yard, it started very, very small. And at one point I wondered, gosh, does this matter? Like all these little tiny moments, do they matter? I remember the very first night that I knew that what we were doing as a neighborhood had an impact. and. It was the middle of the night, and I heard an ambulance. It, the sirens weren't on, but I don't know if you've ever heard ambulances, but they're loud, I mean, even without the sirens, So I could hear it pulling into the cul-de-sac. So it woke me up. I looked out the window, and it was at one of my neighbors' homes. And I panicked because I know her well. and She is, lives alone. She's elderly. And so I threw on my robe and shoes and went over to her house. I just, I knew the way in the back door because mm-hmm. of my neighbors. She was not going to leave to go to the hospital. She needed to. She, they were testing her heart, and, and she needed to go to the hospital. She was not. She just. There was no way she was leaving her dog, mm. Clyde. And so she was like, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. And so I was like, I'll take Clyde for you. I will take Clyde. And so I took Clyde, and I had all of her children, her adult children. You know, I was able to text them in the middle of the night, let them know what was going on so they could check on her mother. Brought Clyde back, put Clyde in bed with my husband and I you know what, this is love. And it's Mm. nothing I did. I was just, it was all those moments that we had had conversations and we had taken time to, to share outside on the street, you know, and at that table that led to a moment like that where I was able to show up in the middle of the night take care of her dog, contact her children. And it was this sort of beautiful moment of knowing that what we do in our front yard, it matters. It matters deeply, and it matters for our community, and I believe it matters to God. So that was one of the early on first stories that I thought, this is bigger than coffee and donuts or selling lemonade, which are all Great ways to get started, but that that took our relationship to a new level. And, and Elizabeth's doing great, by the way.
0: <laughs> She's doing fine. That's so good. That's so beautiful. And you talked about this is what you think God would want. Just having that, mm-hmm. you know, He talks about in His Word that we're to love our neighbor, and you are yes. literally doing that. How has that impacted your family? It's been incredible. I mean, first of all, I mean, it's been gradual, which I think has been really important because it's not
1: like it's a one time event or, you know, one big thing. It's just become the way we live and what I mean by that is that this loving neighbors and and looking out for them and doing life with them I mean when you're really doing it it seems very small and ordinary for example we have neighbors who bought kind of patty corner from us from original homeowners we saw obviously the you know the moving vans and and all of the the hoopla going on and I was sick I had just gotten over the flu and I still was I felt horrible and I didn't want to spread germs and so I was telling our children, you know, oh, we'll go, let's go over and we'll go meet them this weekend. And our youngest daughter, Sarah, she was like, Mom, I'm fine. I'm just going to go over. <laughs> I, you know, I know you're sick. And I was like, oh, my goodness. She did. She walked across the street. She knocked on the door. I don't know exactly what she said. But when she came back, she said, I just gave your cell phone, told them you were not feeling well, but that we, we were here for them and to call if they needed any. Aww. And I thought, you know, that is like... It's become part of their fiber. Like, she didn't think twice about it. You know, that was just what you do. A lot of our neighbors now say that, that one of the best things about, you know, this concept of living as front yard people at the turquoise table is what we're doing for the next generation. That... It's teaching them in a real way. They're living it. They're not, you know, it's not head knowledge. They are living this out. And so that's been remarkable
0: for not just my family, but for the other families who are doing this as well. Well, it's really amazing to see what God has done with your original concept. Tell us about some of the things that have happened. I know you have something going on with some nonprofits. Tell us about all those things.
1: Right. So it's, I mean, again, I just sort of I'm in this awe of what God has done because he answered my prayer for wanting to get to know my neighbors and do something really simple with the turquoise table. And as we know, when he gives you a gift, you're supposed to share it. But I never dreamed that that other people would want turquoise tables in their front yard, too, right? Mm-hmm. So there are now thousands of tables in all fifty states and eleven countries. and it just it just goes to show just how hungry we are for simple community. and then, So now I call myself sort of the holder of stories, and it's sort of my privilege now to listen to what's happening around the country and and in different countries for people who are experiencing in a very different way, but the same thing that I've gone through. We listen to, to our folks and try to help them in the best ways possible, so we have some great partnerships. Locally, just in the central Texas area where I live in Austin, was partnered with a nonprofit called Rework. Project And Rework is a ministry that employs homeless men and women who are transitioning back into, into mainstream society. And so they have ministry work and teach them life skills two days a week, but then three days a week, they are building turquoise tables. And so I love the layers of community there because people can buy the tables that have been handmade, you know, by helping these folks have an employment and a job and learn life skills. And so that's one of my favorite ones. And when people ask, you know, where to get the tables, if they're in our area, I always point them to rework. But then I, you know, if if they don't live here, it's like, look for somebody like that. Look for a way to engage the entire community, you know, with tables. We also are super excited to be a partner with Operation Christmas Child. We just want a partnership with them where you can host a shoebox packing party at your turquoise table. And we have a a way for folks to connect with their Operation Christmas Child volunteer in their area. And the volunteer will come and help bring supplies and teach everyone how to do it. And then neighbors can pack these boxes that will go to all corners of the world and really minister to children across the world. And so that's a really fun one too. And we also, we just launched a podcast and that's with another partner that, that we're proud of, but the podcast is a great way for people to chime in and get ideas and continue to be inspired. So those are just a few things that are going on in, in the turquoise table world. Just a few things. Just,
0: just a few things. Global impact, helping the homeless. Just global
1: impact. <laughs> you know, but isn't, isn't that amazing? Like the layers of the story are, you know, when we take an opportunity to say yes to something that God has asked us to do. Look what he does, you know, and I always thought I'd go far and wide, you know, on mission. I really Mm -hmm. did. I thought I, and I never dreamed that he would say, just go in your front yard, just show up and be present. I don't know. It still takes my breath away. Obviously after even just five years, you know, when I see people's eyes light up, and say, I can do this. You know, I can do this. I may not be able to post a five-course meal or, or commit to a full study in my house, but I can go outside and serve lemonade and
0: just love the people who are right in front of me. That is so good. Now, what about somebody who's a little bit introverted and maybe lives in an apartment or doesn't have a front yard? What do you suggest? You don't have
1: to have a front yard. Some people have ranches. Some people live in condos or townhomes or apartments. And So what I like to say is where do people naturally gather? If you have an abode, you have neighbors, we walk through kind of a brainstorm of if it's not a traditional front yard or if there's a homeowner's association What about a bus stop where lots of people, you know, kids and moms and dads are dropping off kids to go to school? What about a library, church patios? We have a couple of museums, the cultural museums, who have put turquoise tables there to welcome people. Farmer's market, there are turquoise tables in hospitals at a Ronald McDonald house. And so the sky is really the limit. And I love hearing stories from people all across America who are so passionate about where they live that they find a place. They find a place that works for their community um, which is why I think it's also working there's no one way to do this people will ask does it have to be turquoise and of course not I mean turquoise is my favorite color and most people painted that because it's fun and it and I didn't know at the time but it's the color of friendship but we have a purple turquoise table mm-hmm. purple is the color of this particular town in the south high school football team. And so they wanted it to play well on Friday evenings before the first football game. So they have a purple turquoise table. So the table isn't the hero of the story. God's people are. And so... It's just a symbol. It's become like a talisman
0: of you are welcome here and just show up. And I love the idea, too, about having it in the front yard, because if somebody's walking by, they feel welcome. You say, come on over. It's not like a backyard barbecue where you have to get a, an invitation.
1: Right. It really, and, and to your earlier question about introverts and extroverts, you know, I get that question, of course, all the time. And I, it may not come as a surprise, am not an introvert. And so I can't speak for her. <laughs> (laughs) My husband is, and many of my neighbors are. And so what they say um, is that being outside is amazing and that, you know, they don't feel like they're committed or trapped or going to get stuck at a party or someplace. And by and large, introverts love small, intimate conversation, right? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so this allows for that. A picnic table by design is only meant to hold you know, six people, eight if you squish. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it really, it takes away the whole concept of entertainment. And once we get over the fact that this isn't entertainment, this is true presence and conversation and hospitality. It's a whole different game.
0: Well, you have written a book called The Turquoise Table. Tell us a little bit about what you've shared in that book.
1: So the book is hopefully, um, really practical. It um, is a little bit narrative. I do walk through my story of just the why, of you know how the whole table uh, became and, and how it came to be in my front yard. But then I share stories from other tables around the United States. And then I give hospitality kind of tips. There's recipes in there, easy, easy recipes. There's conversation starters. And so my hope and prayer is that you know, once someone finishes reading the book that they feel like they have all the tools and kind of the encouragement to
0: join us. I love it. And I love it. You're all over social media too. I'm sure.
1: Yes, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) I try.
0: hard. It's really hard <laughs> I don't
1: know I, I feel like I'm a little old for the social media game But I'm Yes of course Instagram is my favorite
0: And I don't know why But that's It's easy day. It's fun and it easy It is easy I think that's why I like it Yeah <laughs> So Well my I love talking to you And I'm ex- so excited about Just the whole idea Of the turquoise table And Kristen Shell Thank you so much For being on with us today Well I'm delighted And thank you for having me
1: This has been Air One, Closer Look. Find us online at airone.com.